All right, we're back again with another domain query episode this time. This is domain query. Uh, love lies bleeding. Um, I am Didact, as always, coming to you via Podbean now. And I have some good news, actually, on the podcasting front. Um, this podcast has been uh, accepted into Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, and uh, I think one or two others. Uh, well, it's pending approval for Pandora and Amazon Alexa, uh, or Amazon Audible, whatever it is. Anyway, the point is that um, there are now multiple ways that you can hear this podcast, that you can subscribe to it, download it, etc. You're not restricted just to one app the way I was with SoundCloud and other platforms. So um, there will be links to subscribe to this podcast in uh, the description box, both uh, on the site and at Podbean, and uh, you'll be able to latch on to the podcast itself and download any new episodes that, uh, that strike your fancy. Um, this week, uh, or this episode, I have a, uh, I have a rather long, actually, um, series of questions from a young reader of mine uh, named Reactionary Teen. He's coming to me for advice, um, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, it also makes me feel unbearably old, because I'm about twice this kid's age. Uh, which is bloody depressing, let me tell you. Um, getting old sucks, let me tell you that. Um, but anyway, RT came to me with uh, on the back of a post called uh, How to Kill Your Inner Gamma Male, in which I talked about how uh, you can get past the extremely self-destructive and um, deleterious traits of gametude. And I won't go into what a gamma male is here, because we don't got time for that, but if you want to read the post, go ahead and do that. Uh, I'll link to it in the description box. So, Artie had um, quite a bit to say, actually. Uh, and he said, I'm going to read out most of the comment, not all of it. He said, I often struggle with thinking I'm a gamma, even though God, dogs respect me, and I have kind of a dangerous blue-collar job. I started lifting, and I'm six foot plus and hardly overweight. Uh, the main source of my self-perceived gamitude is, as with a lot of guys, my dealing with women. Uh, I am what scripture would call slow of speech and tongue. I used to have a minor speech impediment as a kid slash young teen, um, but I'm over it now, which is fine. Uh, the instant I think of talking to a moderately attractive female, my tongue locks up and I practically run away to avoid embarrassing myself. I honestly think I just need more practice. Uh, he goes on to say he was raised in a Christian homeschooling family. Um... He has almost zero experience. Uh, I mean, he's gotten a good head start in life. You know, he's got a head start in college, and he's got a good blue-collar job um, paying him very well, which is great. But uh, he has almost zero experience talking to girls he's interested in. And uh, he goes to a very small church, relatively small, he says. And the only girl there who I'd consider a good catch is currently in a very serious courtship with my twin brother. On the plus side, that tells me I'm not physically unattractive. And the, sec the close second is on a prayer list and meds for cutting yourself, obviously not wife material. Any suggestions as to how I can improve my social skills with women and also find any I'd consider? I think my problem is legitimately lack of exposure. I think I thought about going to my college's Christian group or whatever, uh, but the rainbow flag pins some of them more obviously mixed that idea. Uh, this kid's got his head screwed on right, and he then sent me... Um, I, I mean, I asked him for a few more details, and he sent me... Um, quite a lot, and I'm not going to go into them because you know, this is personal information, 
uh, and I have no intention whatsoever of revealing any of that. Um, but let me just say, uh, since I have been promising this for a while, firstly, I apologize for not answering this sooner. I mean, I, uh, it's been almost a week, you know, five, six days since I got the query, and uh, just only just now getting to it. And reasons for that are mostly just sheer cussed lack of willpower to do anything serious right now. And that's, that's my fault. It's got nothing to do with uh, the difficulty of this question per se. Um, but uh, basically, if you look at RT's background, um, and if you look at the, what he has written, what we're dealing with here uh, is very clearly simply kind of an awkward delta. And full, you know, full credit to RT for writing in. I really appreciate it. I think uh, it's great that he's reaching out to um, other men for advice. Uh, I'm not saying I'm necessarily the best voice to talk to, by the way. Um, I have my own issues, but uh, it, it is. I'm always happy to lend advice, whatever little of it that I have, to a younger man if that's if he's uh, interested in it and and is willing to listen. Um, if you look at this guy's life, um, I will say that based on the details he sent me, uh, he has grown up very, very introverted with a very introverted dad, and his dad is completely loyal to his mom, which is great. Um, they're all heavily involved in the church. Uh, he comes from a family of giants um, because he himself is quite tall, and he grew up with a very extroverted twin brother, a very, very extroverted twin brother, in fact. Um, and he himself is very introverted. And this is typically a big problem. Um, introverted deltas have a much harder time than extroverted deltas do, by definition. Uh, but the encouraging signs that I see from this kid's um, messages to me are, number one, a very frank honesty. I really like that. I think that's great. That is that is a um, a very good indication. That is a very um, sound mindset that he has. So I'm very happy about that. The fact that he is so honest and so open, and the fact that he works in kind of manual labor and he doesn't he is you know he's he's very upfront about his uh, issues or failings, if if you will is a very good sign. It means that this is not a typical gamma male, uh, this is not someone who's self-delusional, this is not someone who thinks of himself as a secret king who is never wrong. Um, judging by the wordiness of the initial query and the follow-up email, I will add this, which I, let me, which I want to make very clear, is intended as constructive criticism, nothing more. It is intended as something to watch out for. Uh, RT, if you're listening, the problem here that I'm seeing is you overthink things. And you have a tendency to write on and on. You, you definitely, I am, I suspect you have the exact same problem that I do, which is that you express yourself much better in writing than you do in the spoken word. And I mean, it's not even, actually, it's not even something that I suspect you admit to it yourself. Slow of speech and tongue. 
Yes, of course. Um, so your issue here is you uh, do not have the gift of the gap. This means that you need to develop areas of game which play to your strengths. And before any um, blue pill Christian jumps in and says, oh, you, game is wrong, game is... No, 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 it's not. Game is simply an aspect of truth. Christianity is truth. Game is an aspect of truth with, which, when used correctly, builds off of the great strengths of a Christian mindset. Uh, RT clearly has those uh, a solid grounding in what is biblically correct, and that's great to see. Nothing in the Bible says that a man should not be self-confident, should not hold himself upright, should not um, carry himself well, should not be masculine. So, uh, my advice to RT is to cultivate his strengths. If the gift of the gab it belongs to his brother and not to him, forcing himself to become loquacious is probably a mistake. Because uh, the problem with introverts is that insincerity and bullshit become very detectable from us very quickly. Uh, anyone who is reasonably familiar with deep introverts knows that a deep introvert has a hard time faking enthusiasm or happiness or um, engagement when he doesn't feel that way. Uh, a deep introvert, particularly of the uh, you know, INTJ or uh, INTP types, which uh, he mentions he is one of them, um, he, is, uh, he is most likely to be unable to adopt those traits. In this case, that means that you will want to adopt more physical aspects of of game. Um, now, uh, reading on through what he's um, what he's written to me, um, he definitely is timid around women, and he definitely self sabotages himself as young men are wont to do at that age. It's nothing to be too ashamed of. It's the reality of being young, tall, awkward, a bit gangly, a bit introverted. It happens to the best of us. Um, the simplest way to get around this is indeed to get more practice, and it comes more easily with time. And that's a fact. Uh, for men such as this, my advice to them is to take the hard road, and it is going to be a hard road. Um, concentrate on yourself. Concentrate on building up yourself as a man. Most importantly for a Christian, concentrate on doing that which is pleasing to God. Now, this sounds like very anodyne and stupid advice. I understand why from a secular perspective. But the thing is, once you, there is a lot of truth to the argument that quality attracts quality, and I do believe that very firmly. If you take the time and the effort to cultivate uh, bodily strength, if you take the time to build up a strong body, a strong mind, a strong faith, and you take the time and effort to 
broaden your horizons a bit through reading, through travel. Keep your eyes open. Be careful of what's out there because um, not all experiences are good, obviously. But as long as you have that strong rock, um, that foundation of honesty and fairness and the faith in God, um, which will serve as the cement, which will build your house on that rock, I'm using a very clear biblical analogy here. I mean, go look it up. Uh, then nothing will shake you. So when it comes to getting more practice, which is obviously what you need in this case, RT, um, then you do need uh, to, to definitely broaden your horizons a bit. And judging by what you've told me in your, uh, your email, which is quite long, um, you need to do a few things. Number one, uh, you need to get out of your own, own head. And this is a problem for very introverted men. Um, the fact that you write at such length is a good thing in that it allows you to communicate your thoughts with precision and clarity. That's good. It's not so good when you're not writing for a living or a profession. Uh, you mentioned that your major is English literature because it's easy. This, in my opinion, is a mistake. You are obviously intelligent and articulate. Um, you're majoring in a fluffy bunny subject, which has no real value beyond just teaching you English language. If you want to know how to study the English language, read the great books of English literature. I am biased. I have two degrees in mathematics. Um, I have spent most of my professional life elbows deep in software and code and uh, doing fairly high-level option pricing. Um, I am, of course, certainly biased toward very quantitative, very nerdy fields. That's me. But judging by what you're telling me, you are intelligent enough, motivated enough, tough enough to take on a much more rigorous and demanding major. Um, certainly, judging by what you're telling me of having a good, solid, well-paying well blue-collar job versus taking a fluffy bunny subject in university, um, what is the point of spending money on a fluffy bunny subject? if you would be making much more money as a blue-collar laborer. The college degree isn't going to help you in this regard. In fact, it's going to be a big waste of time. That brings us to the nature of college girls. Um, now, judging by what you've told me, the town you're in, I'm not going to mention which one, is quite small. And um, yeah, uh, if, if, we, if we were to look up where he is, um, my guess is it would be a pretty small town. Yeah, it's, it's a town of under a, you know, under a million people. Under, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a big place. Um, you'll want to broaden your horizons and you'll want to move somewhere that has more people in it, in a more compact area. So if you're not finding anyone worth your time where you are, the answer is simple. You need to move. You need to go somewhere else. That's just the truth. It's um, It will require some wrenching changes, but I think they'll be worth it in the long run. Uh, be aware, however, as, as you seem to be, that um, there are a lot of 
bad women out there. A lot of just appallingly bad women. And they are that way because their men are lousy. They are not good men and they are not um, sensible uh, uh, kind of about their, their, their nature and their status. And that's, uh, that's a big problem. Um, now, with, with respect to, you know, all the, uh, with, with respect to all the other stuff that, uh, that you wrote, um, yeah, he, apparently he started reading, uh, Adam Piggott and Men of the West, um, because he had been concretely blue-pilled about courtship and marriage beforehand. This is a very good sign. Uh, not the blue-pilled stuff, obviously, that's a terrible sign, but the fact that he found um, my friend Adam's content is a wonderful thing, and I wholeheartedly endorse reading through every single one of the 28 Traits of the Modern Man. Adam has really nailed it down. So, start practicing those 28 Traits. Remember, that if you look at what Adam is saying, he says, concentrate on building yourself up as a man. The women... You know, they'll, they'll come eventually. They will. And that's a fact. They will gravitate. Quality women will gravitate towards a quality man. The point of Adam's 28 traits is to turn you into a quality man. So the first place you need to start is to look at his 28 traits. And what does he say? Basically, if you go down the list, the modern man, the, the, the a truly masculine man is not self-absorbed. He does not recycle because he doesn't pay attention to stupid modern fads. He dresses as well as he can afford. He is self-sufficient in that he knows how to cook and how to defend himself. Um, he understands and appreciates the need for ceremony. Uh, go look up his bottle about how a modern man does not order a, a bottle of wine that uh, uh, does not have a cork. He dresses, I think, I, did I cover this already? He dresses as well as he can afford. Um, he is... Uh, he does not chew with his mouth open, which means he is cultured. He reads and reads often. Uh, he has a sense of adventure. He travels. He has spent time alone, so he's not afraid of being alone. And uh, he has game, meaning you know, he has experience with women. Now, for, for you, RT, getting that last one is going to be a challenge. And the only way to do it is literally to do it. So, how do you go out and meet girls? Well... Um, if you are a uh, blue-collar laborer and you are an introverted type, uh, you need to be doing things that play to your introverted strengths. Um, I don't know if you play a musical instrument, maybe you don't, but uh, the opportunity will always be there to, if you play a musical instrument, to, to gain exposure that way. If you're a tall dude, that really helps. Take um, Owen Benjamin's example. Owen Benjamin is six foot seven. He's huge. I mean, he's just he's descended from a race of giants. That guy, like you, um, he started playing piano in high school, and oh, maybe younger than that. And uh, he went from uh, dorky and geeky kryptonite to girls to sensitive, new age, cool musician, virtually overnight as he hit puberty. And why is that? Nothing about him changed, except that he grew a lot taller and he had, he, he could add significant value because he was able to play a musical instrument. 
That's how you can play to your introverted strengths. That is one method of doing it. Um, the fact that you're studying English literature will expose you to a lot of crazy women. You want to stay away from those. So either switch your major into something like proper and difficult, or drop college entirely and go out um, and do something else with your life. And you know, when I say drop college entirely, I mean for me that's like that's it's almost. It, I feel like I'm uttering a, a, a I'm uttering blasphemy because I come from a family where education is taken with the utmost seriousness and given the utmost respect. Um, I personally have had to disabuse myself of that notion that education means much of anything. It doesn't. It's just a degree. Uh, it means nothing next to the the man who holds the qualification. So, um, what I what I would say is, if your current church does not have enough role, enough uh, targets to work with or enough potential women to work with, I would say. Targets is the wrong word. I take that back. It's not targets. It's just potential partners. You need to broaden your horizons. You need to get out of your town. Um, but you really, I cannot stress enough, you really must concentrate on building yourself into a high-value man. Do not make the mistake of putting the cart before the horse, as it were. Do not make the mistake of making... Uh, of pursuing a wife single-mindedly. This is a huge mistake. As Christians, we are commanded to do one of two things. Either we follow the example of the Apostle Paul and Jesus and remain single and celibate all our lives, which is actually a pretty miserable option for most men because celibacy is a calling. It's not easy. It's a calling and it involves tremendous sacrifice. Or you find a woman and get married. But the catch is you cannot make the finding of a woman your mission in life. Adam Piggott is very clear about this, and he's absolutely right. If you make finding a woman your priority, you will inevitably give off the stench of desperation, and that will kill a woman's attraction to you instantly, stone dead. Do not be desperate. Um... You mentioned getting tongue-tied a lot and uh, being unable to converse, which is a big problem. That's a fact. Uh, Russian girls like to like to say, or certainly my Russian girlfriend likes to say, uh, men love by their eyes, women love by our ears. And that's true. Um, it certainly landed me in soup more than once because I, I don't have that gift of being romantic in speech. Uh, and it is a gift. But here the thing to remember is um, everyone loves to talk about himself or herself. This is especially true of women. So here's one simple concrete tip. The next time you meet a woman that you are interested in and you think is worthy of pursuit, um, literally just go up to her and say, hi, how are you doing? Uh, if you can't manage that much, then you've got a big problem, a bigger problem than I can help you with. But you should at least be able to manage the, hi, how you doing? Approaching a woman cold is very, very, very scary. Very difficult. That's true. So it may help you to go through social circles, through introductions, 
um, you will need to get out of your shell a bit and go to social events of some kind and thereby broaden your network, if you will, broaden your pool of available candidates. And once you meet a woman that you genuinely like, then the simplest way to talk with her is literally just to ask her questions about herself. And every time she says something, follow up with a question about what she just said. That way you keep your own speech to a minimum. You don't have to think too much about how to impress her or how to talk to her or whatever. Uh, and you can just get on with the job of, or the task of building comfort and building attraction. Um, I will go so far as to say I have been on speed dating events uh, in the past, which were uniformly pretty miserable, actually. Um, I think I went to three of them, and or four of them, and uh, I think I met one girl who I actually clicked with. That was it, out of, you know, God only knows how many. Um, and the reason we clicked was because I kept asking her questions, and she was an interesting character, and we kept talking. Now, I screwed up on the second date. Um, I think I just let the... I, I got kind of repetitive in my in my statements, and I, the, the chemistry wasn't there. And nothing came of it. Um, and I just let it go. I was like, okay, fine. Um, the reason why I failed was because I think I did not um, ask her enough questions about herself and her hopes and dreams and desires and all, you know, all the female stuff, um, to keep the interest alive. And that is difficult. It's difficult to maintain, especially for an introvert, but you kind of have to push through it. You just have to struggle through it. So, if I were to summarize, um, this has gone on for a bit, but if I were to summarize uh, with my advice to RT, number one, Concentrate on turning yourself into a high-value man. Read through everything that Adam Piggott has written in his 28 traits. Apply them. Every single one. Apply them diligently. Learn from his mistakes. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from other men's mistakes. We all have made them. We all have paid the price. Um, some of us are continuing to pay the price. Uh, Adam will, you know, if you contact him and, and, and ask him about it, in confidence, I'm sure he will tell you some of the things that happened in his divorce. I am not at liberty to talk about them, and I'm not going to. Um, but, you know, he's handled it like a real trooper. Uh, it's been extraordinarily difficult on him, but he's just getting on with being a good servant to God, being a good son to his Heavenly Father, to our Heavenly Father. And in and of itself, that is enough to give him a lot of hope and a lot of value. Uh, you look at Roosh, fornicator par excellence. Look at what he's become. I have no doubt when he says that the, the, the emails that he gets from women are completely different from the ones he used to get, I have no doubt that's true. Because women can see how he, have, he has changed and how his attitude towards them has changed. So learn from these examples. Apply their lessons very diligently. Apply the lessons from Adam Piggott in particular very, very diligently. Because obviously, you know, you've stumbled across his writings. He's a great guy, a um, bit sharp-tongued, but just a really good guy to know. I have a lot of respect for him. 
and uh, I think he's right on the money with all of those traits. So apply those. Um, next, try to get out of your own head, because judging by what you've written to me in a couple of different occasions, this is definitely an issue for you. You have a lot to say, and you don't quite know how to strip out the core essentials and just focus on what matters. Yes, I know, pot, kettle, etc. Fine. But you need to focus on this part especially. Um, get out of your own head. This is very, very difficult for an introvert. This would probably be the most challenging thing for you. Uh, good ways to do that? Well, uh, be around people more. It's not easy, but you have to do it. You have to get out there and meet more people. So, you know, you, you've mentioned you um, have attended public speaking courses. Well, that's great. See if you have a local chapter of Toastmasters in your area and get to know people, get to maintain some interests with them. Uh, join a meetup.com group. Meetup.com is, uh, you know, a free sort of uh, social gathering group. And during the time of Kung Flu, I don't know how useful it'll be. But that's one possible alternative. You need to get out there and you need to meet people. And next, you need to play to your introverted strengths, which means you need to focus on listening and asking questions. Don't bother with the speaking part. The speaking part will come later. Focus more on listening and asking questions, especially of girls. Girls love to talk about themselves. You give them enough time, you give them an open-ended enough question, they won't shut up. They'll just keep going and going and going and going. I know. I... I vividly remember going um, on my third date with, uh, with uh, a girl in Moscow uh, more than two years ago, and I mentioned something to do with you know, a girl that I, a woman that I had been interested in, and we started talking about it, and I asked her a few questions, and she wouldn't shut up for the next three hours, and it turns out she missed the trains, and you know, I had to go back. It was, it was, it was awkward. Um, I very nearly didn't get the fourth date. But uh, it was challenging. Uh, but that's the nature of the conversation. I just—I you know, didn't have to say anything. I just sat there and listened to her and very attentively listened to her until 12.30 in the morning, uh, which for me was exhausting. Um, next, if you're studying English literature, my advice, and yeah, you can take this or leave it if you want. It's fine with me, but again, I'm biased. My advice, switch your major. If you want to study the great works of the English language, Read the complete works of William Shakespeare. Read Paradise Lost uh, by John Milton. Um, you know, I, I have, I, I'm in a house with hundreds of books all over it. I have a couple of hundred books in my Amazon Kindle library. Um, reading for the sake of reading as a pleasure or for the sake of analysis is something you can do on your own free time. Don't pay money to, for a college to give you a useless degree, because it is a useless degree. That's a fact. You'd be much better off with your intelligence and your obvious drive and hard work um, concentrating on something that will actually make you some money. Um, I wouldn't recommend business, commerce, or psychology. I think all three are joke subjects. Uh, communications as well is a, is a joke subject. But uh, computer graphics, web design, um, what else? Finance in like with a concentration in uh, cryptocurrency, for instance. Anything to do with uh, with 
uh, cryptocurrency with uh, data mining, especially, is um, is a potentially very very lucrative field. Marketing as well, to some degree, not completely. Uh, statistics, mathematics, physics, engineering. Big fan of engineering degrees as a general rule, especially the the tougher engineering fields. If you can switch your major at all, switch it, because um, you're wasting your time with uh, an English literature degree, in my personal opinion. Uh, so, what else is left? I don't know, I really don't know. Um, other than to say to you, be mindful of um, the, the need to... Uh, the, the the overwhelming desire to make the pursuit of women central to your life is a very dangerous thing to do. It's very, very foolish. Um, and it's going to be very hard to resist because if you're, you know, 18, 19 and um, you, you know, you, you're, you're full of piss and vinegar, basically, to put it in very derogatory terms, you're full of hormones. Your, your hormones are driving you crazy at this point. You're thinking much more with your little head than you are with your big one. Uh, you won't, unfortunately, you won't get to conquer that problem until you're about my age, you know, 30 plus. Uh, by which time, if you haven't settled down with a wife, then it's going to be a bit of a problem. Uh, believe me, I know. So, you want to harness that. Don't ignore it, like I did at that age. Don't ignore it. Harness it. Channel it. Direct it. I wish I had somebody at that age, back when I was 18, 19, to explain to me how to go, how to go get girls. You have that. You have somebody like Adam or Roosh or any one of a dozen others online uh, who can tell you this is how you get girls. One way to get them, learn how to fight. Another way to get them, learn how to dance. Seriously, I mean, um, go check out Richard Grannon's um, lecture at the 21 conference and the 21 convention, excuse me. I'll link to it in the um, in the description box. It's superb. It's a brilliant lecture. It's well worth taking an hour of your time. He talks about things like how to express your emotions through your body without saying a word. And you get good at it after a couple of years of practice. And one of the ways you get good at it is by learning how to dance. Uh, another way you get good at it is by learning how to fight. Because this is the ultimate in kinetic movement, in application of body movement to a directed goal, right? So check that out and be sure to apply the advice because it is, it is brilliant advice. It's, it's secular advice, but it's secular advice from somebody with a degree in philosophy who understands that philosophy, or sorry, a degree in psychology, who understands that psychology is a form of philosophy, and I agree with him. Uh, the advice that he gives is extremely solid. So, uh, make sure that you apply these lessons. Make sure that you apply Adam Pickett's lessons. Make sure that you apply Richard Grannon's lessons. Make sure that you get out there and try to expand your social circle. And make sure that you either drop your college degree or invest in something worthwhile. Because English, English literature ain't it. Um, and I think that's really all I have to say. I, I've probably repeated myself a few times, but... That's really everything I, I have to add on the subject. So 
Um, I hope this answers uh, your question, and I hope you found this useful, and I'm very happy that you reached out to people like us, people like me, uh, on my site uh, for some advice. And um, all that remains is for me to wish you uh, very good luck, very good fortune, and I hope you stay in touch, because I would love to hear uh, from you uh, what is going on with your life, and I would love to know that uh, the work of people like me is having a positive impact upon people like you. So, uh, and the reason, uh, just before I forget, the reason why this podcast, this uh, domain query is called what it is, is because of an episode of a great, criminally underrated TV series called Becker from back in the late 90s. Go check it out. Um, absolutely hysterical. It's probably Ted Danson's best ever comedic role. And, um, I have the whole set on DVD, and uh, it's been way too long since I last watched it. Um, hilarious, hysterical show. If you want, if you ever want to see what a cranky introvert looks like with a heart of gold, go watch that show. So, this that's it uh, for me. This has been uh, Domain Query, Love Lies Bleeding, and this is Didact, signing off. <laughs>